Hey, hey, welcome to the Magazine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. On the phone, I have Emerald Ortiz, who's amazing and such an amazing supporter of Vagisteam, and we are talking about Black Breastfeeding Week. Hey, Emerald, how are you? Hey, Vanessa, I'm well, how are you? I'm doing okay, thanks for being on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me on, I appreciate it. Awesome, You know, awesome. like you said, I do listen, so it's... It's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate all your support, all your all your love, your feedback. Sometimes Emerald hits me up and is like, um, so about that show today. <laughs> so about them questions you was asking, um, I would have gone this way, but it was fine. Uh, I still support. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, appreciate no, I, all I, of that. I do appreciate the different the different uh Mindsets, yeah. <laughs> you give you give people their room to shine, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into it. It's Black Breastfeeding Week, and um, I appreciate you being on because. It was one of those things that, you know, I think I hear about all the time, and it's funny because I don't. I feel like breastfeeding doesn't really hit my sphere until like. You have a friend or someone knows mm-hmm. a friend that's, you know, pregnant or wants to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And then I guess when it comes to the sexual aspect of it, like, uh, what happens when I want to become intimate or what happens when I, you know, I'm using my breast for this function and I'm using my breast for this function. And so I wanted to bring you on because we have, of course, this like awesome week and thinking through why we even have this week. And so mm-hmm. to start us off, tell us who you are and what do you do? All right. Um, so I am a doula. I've been dueling um, <laughs> in this business, in this business um, for a little over a year officially. Um, however, I've also attended births um, as far back as 21 years ago mm-hmm. uh, with one of my friends. So I was 17 at the time. So yeah, I'm telling my age. No, 22 years ago now. Yeah. So uh, I'm showing my age. But um, so, so it's been a long time. Um, it's pretty much what I call heart's work. Mm. Um, it's just like the first time that I ever was there and supported someone in labor. It was, it, I knew I had to do something in this field, something, mm. some, some type of work, working with women, having babies. Mm. Um, so, and that's been on my heart for a long time. I did, I kind of wanted to be a midwife and then life happens. Um, I do have an 18 year old child. So mm. not too long after graduating high school, I had her. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of plans changed, but you know, life happens and I kind of came back around to it now. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I did though, because the fact that I'm older, the fact that I really am taking it like, um, I don't want to say seriously, mm. but I don't know if back then, if I would have given it the reverence that it deserved, ah. um, being in this space with these, it was people when they're having babies. Um, like I said, I've been in the room before and I've been supportive 
but there's something different about now the fact that I've had my own children, um, that I'm older, that I, I, yeah, I kind of respect the space in a different way. Mm. Um, so I, I do take kind of learning very seriously. I'm kind of always, always learning. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, so I do take courses and I do trainings and things like that to kind of stay up on, um, I'm big on evidence-based information. So um, I do, I am a part of the evidence-based birth uh, professionals and they have all this research-based evidence um, on pretty much anything you could think about in the birth world. Um, they do research on and provide research feedback on. Um, so, like, I'm big in that. Uh, so, yeah, I am a mom. Um, the, the first time I had my, when I had my daughter, I was younger. I didn't know as much. Um, mm-hmm. So the second time around with my son, I really was more into like what's really happening in my body being in control of that Mm. and so I did a lot deeper kind of research um and even at one point I wanted to have a home birth but then insurance wasn't on with that okay so unfortunately (laughs) we didn't do that and that was that was the reason because for me like I would have did it yeah in that mind space, like, this can't happen. This will happen. <laughs> like, right. And insurance is like, no, we don't cover that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I also, um, not only with birth work, but I also support people who have uh, lost children, mm. so pregnancy and infant loss. Oh, wow. Um, that's something that I find really important to support. Um, so I am an advocate for people in that aspect also. Um, because I think people don't think enough about that aspect. Yeah. And that kind of ties in with what I was going to talk about with breastfeeding and some of the um, benefits to breastfeeding is potentially lowering the infant mortality rate. Mm. Um, So, you know, that the two kind of um, go hand in hand. Um, But so that birth work in general, um, childbirth education, all these things are really important to me are things that I try to um, learn about so mm-hmm. that I can pass this information on. I'm really big about passing on info. I'm a pretty much overall birth advocate. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. So before, like, just, just to back all the way up, what the heck is a doula for those who don't know? Okay. So for those who don't know, um, a doula is, uh, typically trained, though not all doulas are trained. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good thing to ask a person if you're looking to hire a doula, mm-hmm. um, if that matters to you. But um, doulas are women who support, typically women, who support other women in having babies. Mm. So for me, I'm a full-spectrum doula. So I would support you both in your pregnancy during your childbirth and labor, and in your postpartum stage. So from the beginning to the end. Um, And so that's the model um, that I was trained under. Um, So, and it's not only emotional support, but physical support and labor. Um, There's like some different positions I could help you into Mm -hmm. that we relieve stress in your pelvis or, you know, to be more, uh, to be able to move around, to kind of help things going along a little bit more. So things like that, I've been trained in. Um, I trained under a wonderful woman, um, Mama Shafia Monroe, mm-hmm. and she is 
she's been a midwife for over four decades, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she trains both midwives and uh, doulas. Um, so I had the pleasure of training with her, and it's um, culturally competent training. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing I really appreciated about it. Um, and she brought a lot of information from, like, other countries. She had just come back from Morocco. Um, so she taught us some techniques that she had learned there. So it, it was really, like, all-encompassing the training. So, um, but that was my training. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not all schools are trained the same. Um, there are different organizations that you could train with. Um, and then there are some people who are, they just do it as the emotional support aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it looks different <laughs> depending who the doula is, depending, you know, their training, their ability. Because that's another thing, too. Not many people have the ability to train because of cost. Um, so there tends to be an issue with not having enough doulas of color mm-hmm. in um, communities that really need it. Um, and then, you know, it, it all comes out to also money. Um, so if we're going to be real, I'm just throw that out there while, while, while I'm on the subject. Right. Um, and because I also earlier said legislation, I believe it's really important that we look into legislation because that's where real change is going to happen. Mm. Uh, and so when it comes to support of doulas, when it comes to, because um, doulas can actually help with the rates of being successful with child, um, mm-hmm. with breastfeeding, being successful and having a vaginal delivery, um, not needing other interventions, things like that, and overall just feeling good about your, your birth. Um, and so having someone like that can have better outcomes for women overall, but especially for black women if we have women who look like us, right? who are supporting us. Um, and so... But the thing is that there's, like, only in a couple of states is there any legislation to, um, to like, support doulas so they can get paid, like, through Medicaid and stuff like that. Because let's think about it. Most people don't have private insurance. Right. Um, you know, people in communities that most of us are working and living in, you mm-hmm. know? Right. They, they, people can't afford to, to pay us. And that's the thing. A lot of insurances don't even cover it. So it's out-of-pocket mm. expenses for a lot of people. So, and there's even some proven um, programs that show they had teen moms and they had doulas supporting teen moms, and they showed really great, um, you know, statistics with these moms. They were having better rates of breastfeeding and lower rates of having a second child soon after, as opposed to their cohort in other cities. Um, So, like, it's been proven that having the support has a lot of benefits, um, but not a lot of places. Like I said, there's only a couple of states, I believe New York and Oregon, that even um, support having, you know, financially paying doulas for the work. Um, And so that's that's something that's really, that's that's a barrier um, to having women have the the proper support that they would need because, you know, there's some of us out there willing to, and willing and ready to help, but you know, we have families too. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah. Sorry, yeah. I know I went off on a tangent. No, no, no. I think that no, I think it's super important because if you do, I live in I live in Maryland, and the the people that I know who have doulas, I think I, every time I think about doulas, I think about 
Europe for some reason. Okay. And I think okay. about like I think about my, my friends who are who were very like intentional with their birds and really wanted like the support. And the only reason why I think about Europe is because like they actually I feel like they care about like families and pregnancy. And birthing people and, like, being a part of their family. Right. Uh, Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of things about people who have had babies in other countries. Like, the support they receive is, it's unreal in such a great way. Like, why are we not doing that in America? It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't just compute. Absolutely. um, Programs that are very successful in a lot of European countries. And to just be better for society overall, you know, their community. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, we got, I mean, we have a ways to go. I mean, we don't have paternity leave. We don't even have, we don't even have, like, good mandated maternity leave. Like, it's just, it's just so, the differences in how we care about people and their families, I think it's it's so stark and different. Yep, I I agree. Our family values are skewed. Um, But, yeah, so a lot of people think of it as, like, a luxury, if you will. Right. Right, right. Because it's not something that all people can afford. However, it's something that all people could use. It's something that all people should have access to if they chose to, you know? Um, So, and that's one thing, like I said, so with legislation, that's one thing that a lot of states, um, there are doulas and doula groups in a lot of states trying to work towards getting some type of, you know, federal or state funding um, to help support us because we a lot of us are, like, ready and willing and out in our communities doing work. Right. We just need to be paid. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And imagine how many communities where women are fulfilling a doula role, but, like, they don't have, like, the formalized skills. And so it's just, like, we we can do so many different things, especially with all these reports of... Um, you know, maternal mortality with black yeah. women and inf- like, it's just yeah. so many different things that are already kind of instituted. If we, you know, if we have community where, you know, you have your friends coming over to help take care of you and like all these uh-huh. other things, but if only we can formalize it a little bit more, give people some skills. And like you're saying, like people have to eat, <laughs> like people have yeah. to eat, yeah. people have things that they need to do for their families. So it's absolutely important. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and, and the way that I was trained to, like, it's very community-based. Um, and I feel like that's lacking a lot nowadays. Um, we don't come together as communities as much as we should. And so having community-based, like, work support right. is something that a lot of us, like, I know I've, I've kind of been unofficially doing this stuff forever for people that I know when they get pregnant. Right. Um, for seeing people, you know, who don't, kind of don't know what they're getting into right. in a way. Right. And I'm always like, oh, so do you know this? And you know your body's going to do this and you're going to post that. And, you know, just making sure that people are informed. Information is so important. Right. And being a resource to people is very important to me. Um, so that's why, you know, I, I say about kind of getting government funding and kind of getting them to like acknowledge the fact that we are trying to do work in our own communities to support each other um because you know i'm not saying come in and, and fix us we, we can fix ourselves yeah absolutely um, <laughs> absolutely just, 
throw some coins this way that can help support that. Absolutely. So we have, like we were saying at the beginning, we have Black Breastfeeding Week. Yeah. Read up, and what I know about Black Breastfeeding Week is that it was started by three black women. Cannot mm-hmm. think of all their names right now because my yeah. equipment is acting all funny. But I know it was started, I know they started it six years ago because of the outcomes of infants, because of the outcomes of moms, and all the racial disparities between black women breastfeeding versus any other group. And so that's the, that's the quick and dirty of it all. Why do you think, why do you think it's important for black women in particular to breastfeed? Um, Okay. So... (laughs) The reason I think, oh, should I say some of the reasons um, that I think it's important is because our babies tend to have some of the higher rates of asthma, type 2 diabetes. Um, Let me see. I had a list here, girl. (laughs) A couple of of different things that they are having that is higher in our babies than Mm. in Caucasian babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are also things that it has been proven that breastfeeding helps reduce the risk of. Um, so that's one right there that, like, it's it's science with that. Um, but not only that, though, if we're being honest, <clears throat> can we talk about the cost and that it's three ninety nine? Mm. Uh, so, I mean, with that alone, girl, those, those cans of formula cost 20-plus dollars right. per can. right. You know, and a lot of people can just number one cannot afford that. Um, so it's realistically financially it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I for that reason, that was one of the reasons why I personally breastfed. I was like, What? <laughs> you want me to pay for something my body is making right, right now? Right. That that to me it just it was a no brainer, you know. I, I already had it. <laughs> and I know not every woman, you know, produces milk or, you know, can produce milk. You know, some women have issues, especially regarding medication right. and things like that. So right. there's, there's always, you know, people who, who can't, right. and that's fine. But if you can, I really suggest people consider it. Um, like I said, for those reasons. Also, if you had a premature baby, um, there's something called necrotizing endocolitis. And that's an issue with the intestines um, of premature babies. Mm. And breast milk itself actually helps to kill the enzymes and to stop that issue from happening or from um, spreading. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can literally save your baby's life. Oh, wow. Um, and yet, no, seriously. And our, our breast milk, it actually adjusts to our baby's needs. So say if your baby's sick, It'll have more um, antiviral components to it. Our, the milk literally gives your baby what it needs at that time. No way! Uh, yeah, it's yes, girl. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> no, seriously. But um, and even and it's from the enzymes in the baby's spit that then your your glands kind of know what to produce. Um, so your body is literally kind of. Speaking and communicating with your baby and giving it what it needs. Right. Um, I posted on my I mean on my Instagram page um, a picture of these blocks and it just it's basically representations of what is in formula and what is in breast milk. And so um, 
you can you can I don't know if you want to reshare that later or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that actually is like a physical representation of all of the things that are in breast milk that cannot be emulated for formula. Mm. They cannot make this stuff in a lab. Um, so those are reasons, you know, right there, like for for your baby. So also, can we talk about the snapback? Because <laughs> yes, breastfeeding does help shrink your uterus. Your uterus and your breasts are connected. You know, you know, you know this from yeah. sex education and of all that good stuff. Um, but it, it helps. It really helps with that. And some women who breastfeed have like prolonged time before their actual period comes back. So, so natural goes. birth control, yep. <laughs> Definitely. That's a nice love after you have a baby. Um, so, I mean, there, there are a number of reasons, but I mean, on top of just the bonding with your child. Um, I did, I, I personally breastfed both of my children until nine months. Um, and then, you know, we went, so we went, ended up supplementing and other things mm-hmm. for a little while, um, until they were old enough and then milk. I personally did it nine months for both of my children. That's what works for us. Um, you know, it doesn't, it's hard. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's really a commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you need the support. And that's another thing. You need a support system. Um, and I am all for Facebook group support. Um, I'm all for, you know, all that stuff. Because you can find people who will kind of talk you off the ledge. Because <laughs> I've seen moms that's like, I don't know, I think I want to quit. No one supports me. They say, you know, I've, I've actually seen people put things, be told, like, that's gross. How could you do that? That's, that's like, sexual. That shit, you know, that mm. part of your body is meant for sex, which is so cute. Cause yeah. Because, you know, that's, like, the complete opposite right. of the truth. Um, <laughs> and, and so people internalize that. And I've actually talked to people that are like, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable with my child breastfeeding because of kind of the, the stigma right. um, of, of breastfeeding. And that's why I crack up laughing at some of these memes with women, like, with a cover over their head <laughs> while they're breastfeeding, like, cover up. And then they cover up their face, like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll cover up. Right. Um, because, I mean, that's what they're for. Um, and like I said, you know, if, if women have issues and there's some, there's, reasons and medical problems, that's one thing. But if it's about support, there are um, certified lactation consultants. There are, typically in most cities, there are what they call baby cafes where you can go stop in and get some support and talk to other moms who are breastfeeding. Um, like I said, online, there are, you know, Facebook groups um, and groups specifically for black moms who breastfeed. And, and I think it's very important to look at it through a, a cultural lens, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have history as black people. We have history with why people have such problems with breastfeeding. You just gonna you just gonna um, do the whole interview without me asking you any questions? You just gonna keep going? <laughs> that was no. That was gonna be my next question. That was gonna be my next yeah. question. What are like? What do you think are the the barriers to Black women, um, specifically um, breastfeeding? But you can yeah. you can keep going. <laughs> so I, I do think kind of the having the dad support and and when you have a partner and I'm not here to to male bash in any way, shape, or form. But when you have a partner who use your body as sexual and your breast as sexual, that kind of, I've heard like, oh, well, he, he wants them to himself and things like that. And I'm like, hold on, can we acknowledge 
nutrition for their child mm -hmm. come from there? And can we put that on the back burner real quick? Like, sometimes we got to prioritize, guys. I'm sorry. Um, but, like, I feel like a lot of times that could be an issue. That in itself, feeling the pressure to, like, oh, how long should I do it? Oh, he, he thinks I'm doing it too long. So if you have the support of the man, right, right there, there's, like, a lot less stress mm -hmm, in your mm -hmm. life. Um, and, and, you know, when he can, oh, babe, I'll make you something to eat, something, you know, just make, maybe make you a salad. Let me bring you some water while you're, while you're feeding the baby so you can stay hydrated. That matters. You know, that little bit of support right. um, in the middle of the night, feeling like you're in it together, you know. And that's one thing um, how dads can support is, you know, you know, they can't feed them. Right. But they can support us in, in, in feeding them. So that's one barrier I feel is not having the support of your partner and you were, um, you were saying um historically and yeah. I wanted oh, to get, get back, back to that, that. yeah mm -hmm. yeah um and so historically you know a lot of people do know that a lot of um black women were used to not only birth but birth other slaves but also to feed some of the master's children mm. and so a lot of women were taken away from feeding their own children, or their children were taken from them altogether. Um, and they, their jobs were to feed the children right. on the plantation, like feed the master baby. Mm. And so, a lot of there's a lot of psychological stuff that goes with that with black people. Um, and so, some of the older generation is just like, why would you do that? Don't you know? Like they have almost like a a, a like a response. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and that that history matters, you know. Right. Like we can't not acknowledge that. But however, we can't be held back by that either, um, because you know this is 2018. These are our babies. We are nourishing. We're trying to have strong babies and strong families. Absolutely. Um, and so you know, I feel like we that mindset. It's, it's obviously it's dated, but I feel like it's something that we really need to work through as people. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that it's interesting that you talk about the generational thing, because one of the things that we have at the end of your uh, segment is I have a, a bunch of um, folks, parents sharing their experiences with breastfeeding and talking through like their lessons learned and things that they wish they would have known and barriers. Like so that. you got back up. We got stories at the end of this. Um, just so okay. folks can keep sharing. Um but, yeah, some of the stories that were being shared were people either being like, you know, everyone thought I was crazy, no one uh -huh. thought this was a good idea, or like, you know, and then depending. So I have a Caribbean background, and one of the women who's sharing, she has a Caribbean background, and it was just like, this is what we do. And so even the differences uh -huh. in, in culture sometimes with... Yeah. Um, yeah. With breastfeeding, I think, can, and, and even if the acceptance piece, like, and I think seeing other people do it helps. So I think that community yeah. aspect um, really helps because if you're the first person in your friend group who's ever breastfed, like, I know one of my close friends, my best friend, she had my goddaughter and she was the first person in her family to breastfeed and mm -hmm. she had to, like, do all her education and, it was mm -hmm. just, like, already, like, when the baby shower came, it was like, all right, I'm going to get you all this formula. And she's like, okay, like, can we just take five, like, can we just take five seconds? Like, y'all don't even let me try. Mm -hmm. Like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. and so I think it's, I think it's all of that. Like, the, 
if you're in it by yourself, if you're the only person, or if you've never seen any examples of exactly. um, breastfeeding, then it does seem it does seem abnormal. And like you're saying with the whole partner piece, if a partner mm-hmm. never seen anybody in their family breastfeed, then it's like, okay, what you doing all that for when we could just easily exactly. do X, Y, and Z? And so it's just... I think it's, I think yeah. it's, I think it's interesting. And then the other thing with breastfeed, which I was thinking about, and I read a couple blog posts about was around, um, like you were saying with the legislation, our whole uh-huh. way of how we make people go right to work after they have a baby doesn't uh-huh. even allow you to really like, yeah, I can, I can, sure I can pump and there's equipment for that. But do I have a job that's willing to give me the break to go okay. ahead and pump? Can I afford yeah. the pump machine? So it's just so much. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of states, like um, on my Instagram, I posted um, Rhode Island's um, breastfeeding laws mm-hmm. because most states do have laws protecting women um, for breastfeeding. Mm. And one of the Rhode Island laws is that your employer is supposed to provide a safe, clean space. Ooh. For you to use for pumping, um, and somewhere to be able to um, store it. Yeah. Wow. Like and store is, it. Get the so, heck out of here. And so yes, and so this is these are the things that you know you don't think about, but it's necessary right. in the process. And so you know having an employer that supports you like that could make the difference between you going to formula or continuing to breastfeed. Yeah. Right. A lot of women that is the deciding factor. Like, well, I have to go back to work. And I don't have the ability right. or the time or the break right. or, you know, because everyone's job is different. Right. Um, so, you know, not even have the access to the time to be able to do mm-hmm. it. Um, but like I said, in many states, there are laws protecting all that. So women do need to know their state's laws. That's very important. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's that it's I didn't I forgot about the whole like, wow, the story piece is what really got me. I think that. um we have the time, the type of job that you have. And then I feel I feel like I haven't seen it as much this year, but maybe I'm wrong. I feel like in the last, like two years ago, like 2016, 2017, there were so many women who were getting like the cops called on them or, oh you know, people yelling at them because it was like indecent exposure. So like, uh-huh. so I felt like the movement, I felt, I, I feel like it's, it's, I don't, don't want to say it's died down just because I haven't seen as much coverage on it but I feel like yeah I feel like that could be a thing too like am I am I whipping out my breasts here who's gonna see me like how it's just yeah I mean a lot of times and the worst part for me is right people (laughs) people that have such like a negative reaction to seeing a woman breastfeed first of all she may actually have been nervous and been like oh I hope nobody notices right and you did notice here you go and then you have this response (laughs) that is like both times it's appalling. Like, it is really gross the way people act right. towards someone feeding their baby. Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't act that way if someone took a bottle out. Right. right. <laughs> it's so true. Like, so it's the just, baby's literally not, eating. It doesn't make sense. And, and like, especially with my son, I'd be damned if I was going to go into a bathroom and mm. see my baby. A smelly-ass public bathroom? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and that's We're the option, that. right? I didn't, yeah, I didn't even think about it. And that's the option that a lot of people are forced to do yeah. because of stairs, because people still see 
breast as very sexual and it's exactly. the, yeah it's it's the whole it's the whole meaning that we have behind breast because we have no problems when they're displayed when you're walking through the mall and there's like Ever. a big ass Victoria's Victoria Secret, Secret yeah. model. <laughs> right but it's like let you use the breasts the way that they were intended or the way that you choose to use them and it's like nah yeah. nah fam cover them yeah. things up Cover them titties up and when they're like, attached to the baby. Why does my body physiologically make this? Is that if they're if it's wrong? Like that right. doesn't even make sense. Right. No. You're, you know, like like I said, all the nutrients and everything in here. That's a liquid gold. Stop saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you you're absolutely. You should be walking right. by going, "You go, girl. You keep that baby." Yeah. I, yeah. Sure I feel like the movement, <laughs> and I feel like that's why you're right. This is why. This is why we have it this week. This is why we're having this conversation. And just to go backwards, because I because finally my phone stopped playing games, the three no black women that created the Black Breastfeeding Week, their names are Kimberly Seals Allers, um, yep. Kidada Green, and Anaya Singodele Ayoka. And so um, they have a whole website, blackbreastfeedingweek.org, where you can find all these different events and by your location, by your date. And so I just think it's, it's, it's not something that I don't, th- I did not, I personally did not think about it breastfeeding period. And just like the political statement behind that until mm-hmm. like, until my breast, until my best friend started until she, mm-hmm. until she had a baby really. And just like hearing her story, I just never, I've seen women breastfeed. I feel like in Haiti where my parents are from, that's just what, like I've just seen what you do. Like yeah. it's just what you it's just what you do. But like it, I didn't even make it didn't even encourage. I didn't even think about it until mm. until then. Until my sister had a baby and like thinking about what she did and how it just became frustrating to like pump and think about like going to work yeah. in her case and yeah. thinking about yeah just thinking about like my own breastfeeding story. Like it wasn't until like my friend had a baby when my mom was like I didn't breastfeed y'all because like my milk just never came like. It just didn't come. And it's like, oh, don't, like, let's, you know, let, like, let's talk about know, it. And that's good to know for, you know, your sister and for you for the future. Like, okay, there, there might be something physically right. that kept her body from doing that. Right. And there are, you know, there are medical reasons why women cannot breastfeed. Yeah. I am never, I am not one of those people that shames anybody in mm-hmm. either way. You know, like, I, I'm not here for the mom wars. I always say it. Um, so, <laughs> if you breastfeed, awesome. Right. If you formula feed, awesome. Like, is your baby your eating? Baby. Cool. Just feed your, your, does your baby eat? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's definitely, definitely. not something that I'm um, I'm here to do. Definitely. But I do, I did, like I said, I personally breastfed my children. Um, my mom breastfed us. That's um, awesome. It just was something that was. You know, it, it it wasn't anything that she really thought twice about. Yeah. Um, so if someone is thinking about breastfeeding, what are some things you think they should know or consider? So um, one thing is that it is an investment of time. Um, it takes it takes a while. I mean, number one, for the baby to latch on, mm-hmm. then for the milk to let down, the whole process in itself. And then if you're going to pump. Um, so that's something to consider. Um, but... I do, in the way of resources, I do want people to know, too, that a lot of health insurances will provide you with, or medical insurance will provide you with um, a pump. Mm. So if you need a pump 
to if you have to go back to work or something, um, you definitely can have one. And like I said, another thing is to know their local laws, um, to know how they're covered and what their employer has to provide by law. I see. Um, and, you know, it's very important, you know, because it's one of those things when you know your rights and someone tries to pull something funny, <laughs> you know, right. you let them know, like, no, sorry, sir. And it's funny because we have these little cards and, and I give them to moms. I'm like, oh, someone says something at your job, show them this card. Go that way, you know, state laws, whatever the number is, you know. Yeah. But um, so it's very important to, to know your rights. Um, but also to consider it is a physical investment. It really mm-hmm. is. It takes, you know, kind of take commission of your breath for a while. <laughs> so, you know, you, you kind of have to be okay with that. Um, and just to know that, you know, it's it's for a better cause. And, and I feel like that's also how I view, like, child labor and the pain. Right. Like, okay, it's pain with a purpose, right? So I feel like this may be a little, uh, breastfeeding may be a little annoying at times, to say the least. Right. But it's kind of with a purpose, you know. Um, and, and anything worth having is not going to be easy, you know. So I look at it as my investment into my children's health was the time and the pumping, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff. Not My husband not being able to get up in the middle of the night because I was the supply. Um, you know, like that, that was real, mm-hmm. but so knowing that and being really prepared for that, um, but also to consider the bond that you end up having. Um, I just recently talked to a mom who stopped breastfeeding recently and she was like, it's just, it's different giving them the bottle now. And, and I was like, I understand what you're saying. And like, most people wouldn't understand unless they've been through it. Um, but there's a bond that you have when you're breastfeeding that it's almost hard to put into words. Um, and so that's that's another way of, you know, helping to bond with your baby, to have that relationship with your baby. Definitely. Um, so, you know, those are some yeah. physical... Oh, and like I said, the snapback. The snapback. <laughs> Don't forget the snapback. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, you're right. It does. I know it makes your, your uterus, you know, it... it mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing I heard. That's that's the some for some of the new mom pages that I'm seeing. A lot of them are like, "This has helped me like get my you know my baby weight off, and this has helped me like yeah. feel healthier and have like a better image of myself." And um, yeah, and I yeah, I mean that that stuff to consider as well. Question mm-hmm. though, when we're talking about the time, how long? Like, what's the recommendation of how long you should breastfeed? Oh, that's a time. Like, on the baby, honestly. Mm. And every baby's different. Um, you know, both my children were, they they nurse differently than each other. You mm. know, it's like there's no formula to it. Mm. You kind of have to learn. And that's part of the investment at the time, right? Especially in the beginning is learning your baby and what their eating habits are and how long they eat for. And, okay, maybe they overate because then they spit up. And maybe they didn't eat enough because then they wanted to eat five minutes later again. So, like, it is almost a science to it. Like, you have to learn with your baby. Yeah. Um, and then also, in the beginning, you know, they they kind of eat more, and they can go through times of what they call cluster feeding, so eating a lot in a short period of time. Um, and usually that's, you know, spurts, as they call it, spurts. So they'll start to gain a little bit of weight at that time, or they'll get a little bit longer or whatever. Mm. Um, 
but so like plus their feeding does happen. So honestly, that's one thing you kind of have to be willing to kind of ride the wave. Yeah, and take the time <laughs> because with you your... don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know with your child what their needs are going to be. Um, some babies almost try to like oversleep and you have to wake them up like hey it's time to eat <laughs> and some babies they're gonna tell you they are ready and right. confident, you know right uh, and so but you know it gets to a point that how however often your child feeds you you will get into like a schedule and a groove of it and then your milk will start producing so like if you're not around your child around that time you'll need to pump because your body is storing it's, up it's, at that time hmm. um so that's why you know women at work typically have to pump like every few hours especially especially if their babies are younger gotcha. um have to pump like every two to three hours oh. because the milk's coming in because right. that's how often the baby's used to eating used to so eat. gotcha. your body and your baby start to work in sync with each other um so again that's kind of one of those things that you know a few weeks in you kind of figure it out and Hopefully, and everybody. And so there's no like I should breastfeed for like a year, six months, three. Like your baby, it's it's dependent. I'm assuming it's dependent on the baby as well. Exactly, exactly. Damn. And like everybody has different needs, and some people there, some people just can't put the time in mm. um, for you know work reasons or whatever. And that's one thing that. Um, Actually, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. There is a company that, for women who have to travel um, while they're breastfeeding, and it's called Milk Store, and they'll actually um, package, freeze, and then ship your milk for you. Wow. Uh, so I know that the company that I work for, um, they provide this for women who are traveling. Wow. And so, yeah, which, I mean, the company I work for is awesome. That, that, but that's for another time. That's so um, cool. <laughs> but so um, they provide that. And so I know that places like that actually exist. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, it, it, it comes out to do you have the resource, right? right? Can you afford that? Right. Um, so, but there are, there are ways and there are a lot of companies are starting to get more innovative in supporting people with, like you said, you know, um, just maternity leave or paternity leave or, you know, things like this and providing um, pumping stations, mother stations, things like that um, because it's, it's a necessity. Yeah. It is legitimately a necessity. Absolutely. Well, hopefully in the future, you know, when you become breastfeeding uh, chief, we can uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can change all of these things because it's, it's yeah. No, I think it's very important, like like I said, with at least through the um, organization that I train for as a doula, it's very important for them, and that's why I chose this organization in, in particular. Um, it's very important for them to be active in the community and to have a say with legislation mm -hmm. and going to the court, uh, the state house, and you know picketing or doing uh, petitions and things like that yeah. because. You know, that's, that's where the support comes from. Yeah, you know, the government sure. is not going to just hand out anything. You know, really? unless they see value And, like, we know with the statistics, like, like we said, you know, things are not looking good in this country. And that's from the World Health Organization. Right. That's not just, you know, some, some organization here in this country. Like, they're saying our health rates for our babies are not good. Yeah. 
So something has to happen. Absolutely. So, Emerald, we are at the end. Okay. <laughs> How, where can we find you? How can we support your work? Okay. So, I can be found on Facebook, um, Emerald Ortiz Zula. Um, on Instagram, Emdula, E-M-D-O-U-L-A 28. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> and I'm always on, I'm always on side to see, so you find me there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but um, so those are like the main places I don't I don't do Twitter I'm working on the website it's under construction nice. so um, and my company is called Sacred Womanhood or Womanhood hey. W-O-M-B okay <laughs> Womanhood <laughs> um, birth support yes and um, so my website will be up and I'll provide that information to you later. Absolutely. And if you um, are having a baby in Rhode Island, yeah, they can call, call you. Call me. Rhode Island and Southeastern Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, God. Awesome. <laughs> and I will put all of your information in the show notes so that folks can check it out. Thank you so awesome. much for making the time. Thank you so much for teaching me all about the, the breast this is. And the no feeding problem, and girl. all of those things. Thank you so much for and your the work. Benefits. Yes. Thank you for having this conversation with me. And thank you for finding the value in this information. I really appreciate it. Woo! All right. Hey, y'all. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, so you're hearing some various sound issues. I just got to get a new computer and it's really frustrating. So you are probably hearing 20 million different levels, which I can't edit at this point. And it's really um, frustrating because it has come to my attention the last few weeks that I might just have to go ahead and get a new computer. So before we do all that, please remember to rate subscribe to and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Remember to follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Remember to contribute by dropping some coins. You can tell a friend and you can follow the conversation using hashtag Vagisteam wherever you are on social media. Remember to follow Vagisteam on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and drop me a note. You can also text me at 410-692-7802. Send your show ideas, send your opinions, send what you thought about today in breastfeeding along as well. So before I go, we're going to get into some of your stories. So one of the bases of Vagisteam uh, is where we have courageous conversations and where we hear from each other and our experiences, which is one of my favorite parts of doing this. So I just want to give a shout out to Lauren, also known as Ren the Doula, Queen, Catrice, uh, Siobhan, Sade, uh, Kamathi, Natasha, Renee, no, Natasha, Renee, and Tiffany for sending their stories, sharing all of their lessons learned as it relates to being a black woman and breastfeeding, what this week means to them, what messages they got, etc. So stay tuned for the stories. Thank you so much again for listening. And because I was having technical difficulties, you will hear before we move on to the stories <laughs> how Emerald builds her vagisteam because um, 
yeah, that's just the way that my computer was just acting up. Just went ahead and shut down in the middle of the damn episode. And it's just doing this thing, y'all. So, um, just, yeah, I need, I need a new laptop. But I appreciate you listening. Thank you for being patient through all the sound issues. And I'll see you next week. Bye. So, Emerald, how do you, last question, how do you mm-hmm. build your Vagisteam? So, Vagisteam was a term that coined basically whereby I feel that if folks have a steam oven in their vulva and vagina, then that leads to a healthier and more satisfying sex life. So, how do you build your Vagisteam? Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, one thing that I really believe in, and it's part of my, um, being a doula also, is just being in touch with my femininity, with my womb. Um, I do, like, sometimes do meditation, things like that, um, but I feel like it's very important to stay in contact with that side of ourselves, which is, like, the creative side, um, so yeah, because, you know, we produce from our womb and not just babies, but mm. also ideas and the things that we create. Mm. So mm. there, that is how I, uh, keep my majesty. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Thank you so much. Peace, everyone. My name is Sade, and I'm a breastfeeding mama. I've been breastfeeding for 17 months, um, and it has been a journey. Um, some messages that I have received before breastfeeding was that it was hard, and it'll be the hardest thing I ever do. Um, before I breastfed my daughter, um, the only one in my family to ever breastfeed was my mom, and she breastfed my younger sister, and that was years ago, and her message was the same. It is hard. Um, so my family really didn't give me a lot of information about breastfeeding. Um, the only information I got was that it was healthy and it was the best thing to do, but it is hard. <laughs> um, they they impacted me negative to, negatively because I always, you know, heard about how hard it would be or how painful it would be. And I'm not one that's big on pain or anything to be hard, um, but it impacted me positively because I knew that this was the best thing I could do Um for my child and my children and I I like challenges so um I knew with the proper help and education I could you know do well in breastfeeding um breastfeeding is so important to me because it is not not one that is healthy but also it's a bond like above anything else um I have a special bond with my with my daughter that um I love and I value so much. I'm actually, I, I'm, I was an on-demand breast, breastfeeding mom before I went to work. And I'm actually breastfeeding right now. <laughs> so it, it's a bond. It's a serious bond that I love. And, it, and it's so important to me really because of that. Uh, whenever my daughter is sick or sad, I know that she comes and her 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 relief is breastfeeding. So um, it impacts her in a great way as far as also myself. Um, my experience with it has been up and down. Um, it was very challenging my first few months, especially I actually went to a lactation consultant because it was so challenging. And I found out that my daughter was both tongue tied and um, 
what else tongue tied and something else that made our journey a little bit more difficult um but after getting that help from there it has been great ever since um of course you know breastfeeding can be demanding when you go out in public and she's pulling your shirt or when you're you know in the middle of doing something and it's very demanding so um that has been up and down but overall my overall experience with it has been beautiful and 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 just uplifting to myself to know that I am doing something to help my my daughter and her development um I would tell I would like for someone who is thinking about breastfeeding to know that breastfeeding is natural and although it is natural we have been developed to to go away from it so what so meaning that it is a natural thing so babies are supposed to naturally know how to suck and know how to breastfeed but for us who have who only learn about breastfeeding when we're pregnant or by coming across it it's something that we have to get familiar with so although it's very natural you know take time to learn more about it take time to you know get the ins and the outs and really get to know what exactly breastfeeding is and how it can help you both positively and negatively um a funny story would be i guess all the time when we're out in public and she just pulled out my breast <laughs> it was funny but also at the same time it was uh it was a good funny because the people around me knew how important breastfeeding was and they weren't um you know creeped out about it which some people can be or they weren't um against it but they were really supportive and it, it turned to something that could have been embarrassing but it actually turns to something to be really funny because as soon as she latched on she was laughing and happy um so that's my story about breastfeeding and i really love and support it and i and i love seeing the billboards you know saying breastfeeding is natural and i live in philly so there's a big billboard um on vine street saying uh philly loves breastfeeding with a beautiful mother breastfeeding her daughter um and also in our community as african-americans um our breastfeeding rates are so low and i believe if we had the proper education we would we would breastfeed a lot more so that's my story and i hope that many more mamas will breastfeed um if they can My name is Kimati Coleman. The one thing that I can remember before breastfeeding was being told that it was really painful and that it was really hard. So that stuck with me in, a, of course, a negative way. I was scared before I even got pregnant, before I was even married to breastfeed. I was just like, I'm not breastfeeding. I'm not doing that because it's going to hurt. And I was also told that breastfeeding made your boobs sag so I was like oh no I'm not doing any of that no thanks but of course when I got pregnant all of that changed and I was like oh I'm definitely breastfeeding my children so I didn't let that impact me at all um breastfeeding is very important to me mainly because of the good things that it does for the babies of course the antibiotics that they get the antibodies I mean that they get the nurturing that they get between mom and baby, you know, the uh, weight loss that moms get, the prevention or the lowering of the possibilities of moms getting breast cancer is definitely a benefit. Um, going back to the losing weight part, the 
calories that are burned while you're breastfeeding are amazing and can be very helpful. And just bonding with the baby too, as I said, because I mean, in the beginning, that's like the best time to bond with the baby and the baby knows you from the inside. And so when they come out, that's the main person that they want to be around because they're used to you. They get so much good stuff from breast milk. They get the DHAs from breast milk. The good fats, I mean, not necessarily DHAs, but they get good baby fats. They get, I mean, just all the good things that breastfeeding gives the babies. They get, whether they're sick or you're sick, they get the antibodies from what's going on in their environment. So, yeah, it's very healthy for the baby. Um... I want to tell moms who want to breastfeed to do it. Like, even if you try it and it's not for you, at least try it. Because then at least you can say that you really put forth a real effort. Not even, like, just saying you're going to do it and try it for, like, a day. And, like, oh, can't do it. Like, really trying to do it. Putting forth the real, legit effort, you know, and asking people for help if you need it that kind of stuff not listening to the naysayers find some good support systems behind the breastfeeding and go and be with those people because you are going to need it and breastfeeding is absolutely the most wonderful thing ever like (laughs) I think everybody should breastfeed who's able to Um, and there's a difference between different experiences with breastfeeding. I have two children and my experiences have been totally different. My first daughter weaned herself a week after her first birthday and I cried because I was like, oh my gosh, my baby doesn't need me anymore and all this stuff. And I had to supplement a little bit with formula when I went back to work because I wasn't pumping efficiently enough to sustain her while I was away from her. But this time, I'm currently breastfeeding. My baby is two and a half, and we're going strong. I still feel letdowns. So don't let anybody tell you that, you know, nursing past a year, you know, you don't make any milk lies because my boobs make all the milk, and she nurses on me almost all day, and she nurses on me through the night too. So it definitely can be done. I'm nursing through sore nipples. So if you really want to do it, you can do it. My nipples have been hurting since day one but I haven't stopped because I know it's the best thing for my baby and I'm going to keep doing it some people can't but I'm definitely am doing it and like I said if I can do it through all of the you know situations that we've had especially the second time then anybody can do it because she's had a lip and tongue tie revision and everything and she's still going strong at two and a half years old so I just say nurse all the babies (laughs) if you can nurse your baby nurse your baby don't listen to anybody if it's what you and your baby you know what's best for you guys which I believe it is then do it thank you for having me my name is Lauren Turner and I'm a breastfeeding advocate breastfeeding mother doula and artist serving the Baltimore area I feel that we are lacking basic support when it comes to breastfeeding and sometimes when we don't necessarily agree with everything someone's doing we kind of shun them off so my breastfeeding journey kind of started by lack of information and I was so driven to understand the birth element um, 
I didn't really educate myself with breastfeeding. And so I felt like birth for me was going to be at home. And so I had two home water births with my son and daughter, one being very positive birth experience and one being a challenging birth experience, one being a very positive breastfeeding experience and one being not so positive breastfeeding um, experience. And so with my son, he was born in July and the birds were chirping and I was so empowered and happy. And we even got to do the breast crawl, which means that the baby um, crawls to your breast after the baby is born, directly after the baby is born. And they find your nipples and babies are smart. Our bodies are smart. And so we have secretion from my nipples that um, smell like the amniotic fluid. And so, you know, my son got to do that and it was really empowering, but I wasn't educated about breastfeeding. And so that brought me to Thrush. And Thrush was so devastating because Thrush made it really hard and painful. I would have really painful nipples and then I would have pains, sharp pains from my breast. So instead of changing my diet, instead of really understanding what it was or having people that dealt with it, I did what the doctor said and I put a Band-Aid on it. I got the medication that you give to your son and the medication that you put on yourself and I put a Band-Aid on it and it would go away then come back and go away and come back. And it was so bad that I was about to give up. I was so close and I was going to give up and I decided, no, I'm not going to be defeated. So I changed my diet and guess what? Baby number two came and my son decided not to breastfeed anymore. My milk had changed and he was no longer interested. So my daughter came and it was a difficult birth experience, but I was so happy to have my daughter at home with the experienced midwife because my midwife knew what to do without doing any medical interventions. And she had me doing um, things that that helped baby come down. Um, And she did her job. She did a really good job with me. Um, I was stuck in active labor. But that experience didn't necessarily transpire in my breastfeeding journey because my breastfeeding journey was needed. So back to pregnancy of my daughter, I had a really challenging time because I was was dealing with a lot of grief and I was dealing with a lot of negative um, elements of my family drama. And so it kind of transpired into pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. And so whenever I felt really bad, I would grab my daughter and I would breastfeed her. I would breastfeed her because we get a natural high from breastfeeding. And that was the only thing that was keeping me happy. And I'm talking about like, I went to a therapist and everything. And she said I had close to PTSD. So she helped me so much with, um, you know, with my emotional experience as as far as postpartum. I was very depressed, but my daughter and breastfeeding her was the happiest I I can say I was through that time period. So like I said before, lack of education, just like birth and, um, support. There's not a lot of support. There is a support group that I frequently go to. It's at Essex Library, and it starts at 11, ends around 1, and it's usually on Wednesdays. And it's open to anyone. Any breastfeeding mom can join or come. And I feel like we need more of those. I feel like we need 
um, breastfeeding support groups for mothers that are, you know, women of color seeing another woman of color breastfeeding and that's why black breastfeeding week is so important because when we see our family and our friends breastfeeding it makes us understand that it's normal it's normal for a woman to just want to feed her baby it's not a sexualized thing where a woman whips out her breast she doesn't want to amaze everyone with her breast (laughs) she wants to feed her baby and so i think that's the biggest issue is to is kind of make breastfeeding normalized, right? And also have support and education. So that's my goal. And that's why I created a breastfeeding coloring book. And that's why I'm trying my best to, you know, reach people, go up to people and have a conversation and make them feel comfortable and proud of what they're doing. Mother to mother. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the space and I appreciate the safeness and you guys take care have a great day hello my name is natasha renee um when i had my first son at 23 and i told everyone i wanted to breastfeed uh, my family pretty much laughed at me the only one that was supportive was my husband i heard everything from you lack patience your breasts are too small um you can't do it I'm just a lot of negativity um I remember I was just thinking like yo I gotta prove these people wrong I know what's best for my child I know what I want to do so I checked out books from the library and I remember I signed up for WIC because I know they help with breastfeeding And I just tried to really get as much information as possible. I remember um, when I had my son, the lactation consultant came in and it was rough. Like, I remember my nipples were bleeding. They were cracked. It was so painful. And the lactation consultant came in, looked, and she was like, you have flat nipples. And I was like, what the fudge are flat nipples so they gave me a nipple shield um no one ever taught me how to properly latch my son she just said use the nipple shield and go about my business um so i did that for eight months with my first son my second son i breastfed him for a whole year still used the nipple shield because that's what i knew um breastfeeding was important to me because i read about all the important benefits and all the health benefits that um came along with it i really wanted to bond with my child and that was the main thing no actually the main thing was i was 23 when i had my first son and i was poor like i couldn't afford formula no siree so these breasts had to do what they was supposed to do if you're thinking about breastfeeding i want you to know that it's hard uh, you and with my first son, I think everything I read, nobody ever said, no one ever admitted that it was hard. You'll have moments where you want to throw in the towel and give up, but just push through, push through. I mean, I've had people yell at me for breastfeeding my son in the grocery store. 
I've had people tell me um, that I'm going to make my son a sissy. I don't know, just a whole bunch of negativity and ignorant shit, pretty much, people have told me. But I made it, and I made it. Um, I made it. You can do it. And I even remember at one time, I was breastfeeding my second son, and my nephew, who is seven weeks younger, he was low weight, so I would pump milk for him. So for three months, I was feeding two babies, and it was the most rewarding thing I've ever had done. You know? I'm happy that I gave them my milk. So now I call him my nephew's son. Um, so yeah, there'll be hard times, but the rewarding times will be so much better. You can do it, mama. Hi, my name is Siobhan and just want to talk to you about, uh, black breastfeeding week. This is a week where, uh, we just really were putting more emphasis on black breastfeeding with it make sure making sure that it's um getting out to our community because it's it's not you know that information is not the same in in other cultures for me um i recently i have 12 week old twins that you're probably going to hear them in the background um and i am exclusively breastfeeding the both of them and i am having the time of my life. This right here is feeding them at the same time wears me out to the point where we all take a nap. We get it. They finish eating. I fall out. They fall out. And we take a, take us about a 30 minute to an hour nap. It just takes that much out of me. But I wouldn't have it any other way. This right here is the best way to that I believe to feed my children. Um, I'm not against bottles. I'm not against formula. Whatever works for you works for you. However, I am for the nutritional value that it gives uh, my child um, in going on in their lives. I plan on doing this at least until they're two years old. Um, them willing. Um, my my I have a 16-year-old. Yes, I started all all the way back over again. But I have a 16-year-old and I breastfed her for 3 months. And at month 3, she was basically, hmm, I want to do this anymore." And the entire time was actually it wasn't that she didn't want to do it anymore. It was more along the lines she was changing. I was tired of it and just gave it away. So now that the boys are at 3 months, I, I know the signs of, hey, we need to try to do something else different. So this right here is just, we are going to power through this. I know that it's not going to be an easy task, but we are definitely up for the challenge. So I'm, I'm really for free and easy. Breast milk is free and it's easy. We're not washing any bottles. I'm not warming up anything. All I'm doing is leaning over, bam, pop a boob in the mouth. <laughs> and that's it. So if you're uh, contemplating on 
breastfeeding or anything, definitely reach out to someone in your community, someone that looks like you, someone that doesn't look like you, just someone that could possibly help you. There's a lot of different Facebook groups. There's a lot of different events in different cities that uh, and workshops that that we have uh, that you can definitely go with. Uh, WIC is a program that is definitely pushing breastfeeding. Um, to new mothers um, so that that's actually been really good for me other than that happy black breastfeeding week thank you Hi, my name is Catrice Page and Vanessa, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of your podcast. Um, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and a new six-week-old, so Black Breastfeeding Week is very important to me. Um, I breastfed my oldest two for both of them about 23, 22, 23 months. And um, the bond that it created, in addition to the benefits of the milk, I feel like there is nothing like it. Um, when I was pregnant with my first, my initially, I decided to breastfeed because I am a woman and I have breasts. And we do this amazing thing, like grow a new person inside of our body. And when this new person comes, we are able to sustain this baby and provide nourishment because my breasts that I have make milk. Um, <laughs> so nothing off the wall, nothing groundbreaking, but that was the reason why I felt like I was a woman and my breasts made milk and that's what they were made for to feed my baby. So I decided I was going to breastfeed. Um, I remember this older lady who I worked with, she asked me, was I going to breastfeed? And I told her that I was, and she said that that was one of the healthiest things that I could do for my child. And one of the best things that I could do for my baby. And she told me that that, that was a really good thing that I that I was going to do. So um, I will never forget that type of comforting encouragement that I received from her. Because I hadn't received it from anybody else. Um, not that I received a lot of negativity. Nobody else had just asked. Nobody else was interested in the way I planned to feed my baby. Um and so she also followed up her suggestion, her um, encouragement with the suggestion that I pull and rub on my nipples to condition them for the baby to latch on because it would hurt. And <laughs> at the moment, I was thinking, what are you talking about? So, of course, I did not take her up on her advice, but after the fact, I understand what she, where she probably was going with that. But um, after um, educating myself and learning some things, you I would suggest nipple cream or ensuring that you have the proper latch. But that's okay because, you know, that's that old school encouragement. And I really appreciate her for that and I love her to death. But um, 
here in Memphis, we have support groups specifically for black women. And one of them is B-STARS 901. And B-STARS stands for Breastfeeding Sisters That Are Receiving Support. And there's another group called Rose Transformers of Memphis. And Rose stands for Reaching Our Sisters Everywhere. And this group is comprised of a group of women who um, actively work in the community to promote and encourage breastfeeding. So that's the goal and the mission of both of these organizations. And it is geared towards um, black women and they are doing some amazing things in the community. So I would encourage other women who are newly breastfeeding to definitely try to educate yourself as much as you can. Um, my initial decision to breastfeed was followed up with a lot of research and a lot of education. And that's how I learned about the benefits of breastfeeding and how it helps to combat diseases, how it protects against illness. Excuse me, I had a severe weather alert. And I have a crying baby in the background, but that's okay. But um, kudos to you, Mama, for deciding to breastfeeding, to breastfeed your baby. And um, I definitely wish everyone the best. Seek out support groups. Reach out to individuals that you know who have breastfed for an extended amount of time. Um, and as long as everything goes well, make sure that baby has a good latch. And um, if you don't encounter any major issues, then you definitely can do this. So just try to breastfeed for as long as you can. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Have a good night, y'all. Enjoy Black Breastfeeding Week. Hello to all that's listening. I go by Queen. I'm from D.C. And I want to thank you for allowing me this opportunity to help bring awareness about breastfeeding in the Black community. I was young when I had my first child, 16 to be exact. I guess you could say that I'm the naturalist of the family. So even as a teen mom, I knew that breastfeeding was the best option for me and my son. And you know, at the time, I never even witnessed anyone breastfeed besides on the television because my mom didn't breastfeed me or my siblings. And despite the fact that this wasn't a norm in my family, I wanted to learn more about the natural way to feed my baby. I'm so grateful that I gave it a chance because I'm now breastfeeding my third child. She just turned one this past Saturday. Breastfeeding wasn't discussed in my household, and even till this day, I don't see much positive talk on the subject. Ladies, don't feel like breastfeeding will tie you down. Eventually, you can pop your milk and still have the beautiful experience of providing your baby with natural breast milk. Don't let anyone tell you you're doing it for too long. Do it for however long feels right. And don't feel hesitant to reach out for help. There are lactation specialists, and also check with local hospitals to find breastfeeding support groups. There are many people willing to help families accomplish their breastfeeding goals. I love looking down at my daughter as she looks up at me with those beautiful eyes. My only wish is that I was more educated on breastfeeding when I had my first two because I admit, it feels like I was in a bit of a rush to get them off of breastfeeding. <laughs> That's what my son used to call my breast. And it used to be so cute him saying it and I still use the name for my breast now so excuse me. Anyway, my middle child is eight, so it has been six years since I had nursed before birth in my little one last August. This time, I'm cherishing this experience even more. I see many debates over the right way to breastfeed, where women should breastfeed, and how we have to basically glue a cover on us so we don't make the horrible mistake of showing a dot of skin. At times, instead of being able to give our breastfeeding advice, 
I'm online trying to get people to not look at breastfeeding in such a negative way. The restrictions that society has placed on breastfeeding are ridiculous. Why is it okay to tell a breastfeeding mom you're okay with it but go to a private place? I've been there, been out to eat with my family, and then ended up going to the car to feed my baby. I'm so glad I have grown so much more mentally because that would not fly with me today. Our bodies are so amazing, ladies, that it produces the nutrition our, ba our babies need for development. A baby eating should not have to be hidden. Why is breastfeeding treated like a shameful secret or sin? It's sad that I have to tell people no one is trying to expose their breasts out here, just simply trying to feed our babies. You think we want to look up and see stairs because we're trying to tuck the cover so our breasts won't show? Meanwhile, baby flailing and crying because instead of them eating comfortably, you have to make sure no one can see your boobs. So for the ones who say, it's cool, just cover up. Tuck the baby arm behind you like they won't move. Let me see you try because trust me, it isn't easy. They're human beings, they sweat, they move around, and then, oops, the cover can easily fall off. Why should we continue to put our babies through that? If I had a dollar for all the ignorant remarks I've heard, I'd be paid. Would you believe I had a man say, don't try to use the baby as an excuse for women out here trying to be thoughts? And this was in response to me saying, if you have a problem with breastfeeding on my Facebook page, then delete me now. Some people are so cruel and uneducated, though. I had another man say to me, and I quote, it's your opinion that breastfeeding is a natural thing. Not everyone feels that way. Y'all, on everything I live, I was like, what? Are you serious? Now, it would be my opinion to say not many people breastfeed, but it is a fact that breastfeeding is natural. And it's not only men I've heard it from. I've heard it from both men and women. When I'm out, all I want to do is have happy children, and if my baby is hungry, then I want to be able to feed her without backlash. After breastfeeding all of my babies, I can handle these situations better. But I know there are some who are new to this and may not be as outspoken. And I wish I could be there to take up for them. And just know that you have my support. I will continue to educate all those I can to get people to be more supportive of breastfeeding moms. And to show women that there is nothing wrong with it. It's surely the best gift you can give your baby. And for those of you who cannot breastfeed because of medical reasons, my heart goes out to all of you. I'm in the process of designing shirts to be a walking billboard for breastfeeding. Being a mother comes with a lot of responsibilities, but breastfeeding is something I suggest all mothers try. Think of the women who couldn't breastfeed in public because it was illegal, and those who have to go back to work and don't think they can manage. They need our support and love. Bringing awareness to breastfeeding now can make it easier for future generations to breastfeed peacefully. Thank you. Hello, my name is Tiffany, um, also known as Tiff Nurse on Instagram and the owner and CEO of New Nurse Academy on Instagram and Facebook. I um, am a mom of a three-year-old, almost four-year-old, and I breastfed her for 26 months. Um, she had breast milk exclusively the entire time. Um, and she fed either on the breasts or via a bottle. My breastfeeding journey with my daughter was actually not as bad as um, I thought it, it would have been. I come from a Jamaican background, and so breastfeeding is very well tolerated, supported, and encouraged. I was breastfed up until nine months, I think my mom told me. And my family had no qualms about me breastfeeding my daughter at all. Um, they actually 
went into old wives tale about drinking beer because the yeast helps with milk production and um, eating whole peanuts because it helps with milk production as well. And so my family, my close-knit circle, my friends, my village was very on board with me breastfeeding. 15 minutes after I had my daughter, um, I remember my labor nurse telling me to hold on regarding feeding her as she wanted to get the lactation consultant to come in and speak with me beforehand as this is my first go around um, with breastfeeding. My mom, who's a nurse, and so am I, casually picked my boob up and stuck it in my daughter's mouth when the nurse stepped out the room and was like, feed your child. And that's how my journey began. Um, she had a great latch. I produced milk straight away. Um, when my milk came in a few days later, I started pumping immediately and we just found a rhythm, my daughter and I. I want to say maybe a few weeks after we started our breastfeeding journey, um, I started having extreme issues with nipple soreness and pain. And I just think because of the constant sucking um, and that sensation being new to me, it just made my skin really raw. So after seeking out lactation consulting myself and just making sure that her latch was okay, I'm producing milk, she doesn't have um, tongue tie or anything like that, we continued on our journey. I remember being in Target with my daughter still less than a month old and she was fussing and crying and my mom was like, feed your child. I told her to hold on to the cart so I would go to the dressing room to breastfeed her and my mother looked at me like, no, you're going to breastfeed her right here, right now, you know. Pick up your shirt, feed your child. And I was wearing a hoodie. My daughter was born in September, so this is probably like mid-October. I remember wearing a hoodie um, and holding her in my arm, swaddled, and just kind of lifting one arm out very reluctantly, pulling down my undershirt and just putting my boob in her mouth and just walking around. Um, the more we walked around, the more she sucked, the calmer she was, the more confident I felt. Um, I did see people stare, but not in disgust and judgment. Um, my my boob wasn't hanging out. There was no flesh showing. There was no areola nipple. But I was very self-conscious with walking around knowing that, you know, I'm breastfeeding my child in public. After that, I breastfed her anywhere, any place, anytime. I didn't care. The beach, the airport, the airplane, the back of an Uber. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. With my boob out at the restaurant, in church. Um, and it wasn't blatant. And um, I wasn't trying to breastfeed her and protest at the same time to normalize breastfeeding. Um, I definitely tried to maintain some sort of um, conservativeness by putting a blanket over my shoulder. Um, she hated to be covered. So every time I try to cover her or wear an apron to cover her, she will pull it off. So it wasn't necessarily to hide her feeding, but more so um, having my arm out, my shoulder out, my boob out, it just got drafty. And so I would have a blanket covering my shoulder, which would also, you know, by happenstance, cover the side of my boob. Um, our breastfeeding journey led for 26 months exclusively. And the only reason I stopped was because I wanted my body back. Um, I wanted to feel sexy. I felt very awkward um, being intimate with my partner and then like 30 seconds later wanting to feed my child um, and having both of them on my boobs. I just felt like there needed to be some sort of separation between church and state. And so 
weaning her wasn't a problem at all. I think it was more of an issue for me than it was for her. Um, by that point, she was um, a little over two years old. I spoke to her blatantly and just said, you know what? The milk is gone. You drank it all. And um, I think we weaned in a matter of five days. Um, at that point, she was really only getting nighttime feeds and um, just breastfeeding for comfort. And I initially started with saying, I'm going to count to 20. And we started counting to 20. And after 20, she would let go. And then I decreased by fives until we got to, I'm going to count to five. Um, and then at that last day, I said, oh, there's no more milk. You drank it all. She said, okay, mommy. And that was the end of that. But I was so sad um, because I missed being able to provide for my daughter in that way. I miss being able to hold her and comfort her and stare into her eyes and play in her hair and um, feel her on me skin to skin. Um, I missed her looking at me and um, giving me great eye contact and us just being that close and nestled. I can say though, um, she's going to be four in September and she still plays with my boobs to this day. And I notice a lot of breastfed babies do that. Um, she still comes to me, nestles in my boobs, um, plays with my breasts, lays on my breasts. Um, she says, I remember when I used to drink milk from you, mom. So I think that's kind of cool. And um, I just, as a nurse, as a pediatric nurse, and I'm a certified pediatric nurse, understood the benefits of breastfeeding as I used to help my moms with their kids when they were my patients pump and preserve their breast milk and teach them about breast milk and pumping and cleaning your pumps accessories and all of that so when it became my turn I just felt like yes I'm a part of this illustrious sisterhood of uh, breastfeeding moms and I became very comfortable with my body um, the changes in my breast um but more more so of of all of it, the fact that I was able to be my daughter's nutritious source and have that liquid gold for her just meant so much to me. And I am truly grateful to my village for supporting me, even beyond feeding her for a year, which I did get a few questions about, you still going? How long are you going to do this for? But um, my family knows me enough to know not to question my decisions. And they knew that what I was doing was best for her. And so my breastfeeding journey was definitely a positive one. And um, I look forward to spreading awareness during Black Breastfeeding Week this week. I've posted some pictures on my personal Instagram page and definitely on the New Nurse Academy page. And I'm in support of any mom who is willing to try breastfeeding. So thank you so much for this opportunity.